When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Halloween edition of Sports BKC includes some scary propositions for the Chiefs. Perhaps a second straight game without injured quarterback Patrick Mahomes? And why all of a sudden has Arrowhead Stadium become such a frightful place? We tackle these topics plus reveal our favorite Halloween candy on today's podcast, originally broadcast as a Facebook Live at our sponsor, Big O Tires, this one in the legends in KCK. You'll want to stick around to hear Herbie Teope's favorite candy. But before we get into the Chiefs, there was some news on the baseball front. A day after the Washington Nationals defeated the Houston Astros in World Series Game 7 with Missouri product Max Scherzer on the mound for the Nats, the Royals introduced their new manager. No surprise here, it's Mike Matheny, the former Cardinals manager. Matheny has been with the Royals for a year in a front office position. He was the favorite to land the job when Ned Yost announced he was stepping down with about a week remaining in the season. Yost, you'll recall, took a similar path. He was the former Brewers manager before joining the Royals front office. Royals general manager Dayton Moore spoke passionately about Matheny, whose hire didn't get universal acclaim, judging by some reaction. But Matheny went to a World Series in St. Louis and won about 56% of his games in six and a half seasons there. Check out what star columnists Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian had to say about the hire in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Additional Chiefs coverage can be found via the Red Zone Extra app. We'll have more to say about the Matheny hire next week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to Leah Becerra for producing today's podcast and to Beth Welsh for producing the Facebook Live. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff, and we'll be back on Friday with a preview of the Sunflower Showdown between Kansas State and Kansas and discuss why Mizzou's football season has taken a turn for the worse. But now let's pick up the Chiefs conversation with Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Vahe, and Melly at Big O Tires. None of whom are in the spirit of Halloween today. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you? Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm creepy baseball head guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk Chiefs on Halloween. Happy Halloween. And hey, be safe out there. The roads were tough. Um, who was the last one to get here today? Vahe. I'm going to own it. Vahe. Special guest. Vahe was the last one. Earlier than he got there for our last two, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Improving, always getting better. Can we do first? Yeah, let's see. And who was, who was the first today? Both Sams. It was an upset. <laughs> Sam and Sam. An absolute upset. I lived the closest. This is an upset. Yeah, this was called a home game for you, and, and you got nothing. All right. Hey, so we're at, we're at Big O Tires at, uh, in the Legends today, 1923 West 110th Street. Uh, we're here to talk Chiefs, and we hope you will join join us talking Chiefs. <laughs> it's getting a little hot in here. I'm glad you joined us. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little hot in Mr. Was, Mr. Baseball Head. A little commemorative World Series, too. Uh, not just Halloween, but... Uh, uh, that's right. Good, good World Series last night. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. And Mizzou's own Max Scherzer. How about that? Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Huh? Mo- Mother Jan from Lee Summit. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Hey, so we want your uh, questions and comments. Send them to us. Uh, we've tweeted out the, the Facebook Live uh, address, the link, and... Uh, let's get right to it, guys. Uh, with 
the question on most people's minds, I think, when it comes to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, is he going to play this week against the Minnesota Vikings at Arrowhead Stadium uh, at noon on Sunday? Herbie, what's your, what your feeling about that? Well, Andy Reid told us yesterday he hasn't officially named a starter yet. Ask Mike Zimmer on the teleconference, who is he preparing for, Matt Moore or Mahomes? And he basically said, you have to prepare like both of them are playing. Mahomes did put in a limited practice on Wednesday, which is basically what he did last week. I don't know if he's going to play this week. I think it would be kind of crazy if you put him out there against that Vikings stout defense. I mean, they, they've got five pro bowlers over there, and do you want to expose Mahomes to that pass rush? I don't know if that, that's what you want to do. Let's go down a line here. Sam, what do you think? Should he, could he, if he could, should he, what's, what do you think? Um, should he and could he are probably uh, different answers for me. Um, should he, I would probably say no based on the doctors I talked to last week because he is going to be, whenever he returns, likely susceptible to, to dislocating this thing again, um, at, which, at which case you, you probably would halt the season and, and go to the surgical option. And none of us are doctors, but it is from talking to a, a few of these guys last week that are familiar with this injury. That, that is the biggest risk, and the earlier you come back, the more susceptible you are to that. But could he? I mean, Andy Reid said yesterday that he's going to be doing more this week than he did last week. And last week they, he said he was close on Friday. That's what he said. So um, I wouldn't rule him out for, for playing on Sunday. Surgical option. Don't like the sound of that. Uh, nuclear option is what, <laughs> sort of what it sounds like. And I, I look, I'm, the, the crux of the question is the could he, should he, I think. And, and, and I, I absolutely lean on the just because he can doesn't mean he should. And... What's very interesting to think about is how much the Chiefs think about that. And I think we were talking about this a little bit among ourselves, and I, I guess I wrote something about it, about just when it came to the ankle, whether, whether there's, a, there's a question there for them to be asked. And this is, as, as Sam got into just now, but also in his story last week, um, this is clinically more uh, um, prone to not just aggravation, but ruination. Um, so I, I, to me... Why would you possibly rush it? That's, I mean, they're still in the catbird seat for the playoffs, and, and you know, maybe that shouldn't affect the matrix of what you're thinking of anyway. But to me, just, just hold off. Make sure everything's right. Make sure and then sum everything's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sam, I, it seems like the Andy Reid pattern has been once you come back as in, a limited, you know, in a limited role in practice one week, you're kind of good to go the following week. And I know that... He was, it was limited yesterday, right? Correct. So Mahomes was limited. Um, but Andy also seems to be the kind of coach that would, as soon as the guy's ready to go, he gets back in the lineup. I don't, I don't think he did much last week. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kind of view this week as that first limited week. You know, I think last week that was just part of basic rehab, you know? And I'm sure he could play, like, you know, if he just absolutely had to, but there's a... There's an old Chris Rock line that's like <laughs> popping into my head about you can steer a car with your feet if you want to. <laughs> it doesn't make it a good idea. <laughs> like that's, uh, I'm kind of thinking about that right now. Um, I mean, even just missing the two games is pretty quick, is really quick. Um, so <laughs> to, to just make it one just seems like borderline reckless. And I look like, None of us have examined the knee. Even if we were allowed to examine the knee, we wouldn't know what the hell we were doing. I, I like where you're going here, though. I, I, none, none of us have examined Please the knee. Please let me examine it, and then, then we'll know. <laughs> right. But it is Halloween, so we can technically say we're doctors That's for today. Right. That's right. We can we're be doctors, doctors for today. But I, I just, I don't get, I don't get the rush with, with the way that the division is. I don't understand, um, 
there's a, a logical path, even if they lose on Sunday, which I expect them to do, um, for them to still get the number two seed in the AFC, um, you know, depending on how some tiebreakers go. I, I just, w- with the Raiders, you know, where they are, like, they're two wins above everybody in the division. I, I just, I, I don't get the rush to, to bring this guy back. Let me, do you mind if I just yeah, in, yeah. jump in, too? Sam wrote this a couple weeks ago, and this is just as true now, if not more so than ever. This is all about getting ready for the Patriots. Yeah. Not December 8th, either. And, and so that, when you put it that way, it, it reframes the argument, I think. Yeah. And Blair, just so if the viewers have any questions, what does limited mean? It means basically a player participates in stretching and conditioning, individual position drills, but not with team drills. And that's the key thing here, because if he's limited without participating in team drills, now you really start wondering, will he be able to play? Right. We should also point out that Andy Reid has said Mahomes wanted to play last week. So this isn't Patrick Mahomes' decision. You've got to get a yes from all three parties, basically, yep. when it comes to his representation, the player himself, and the team. So um, we're, we're preaching for the Chiefs to play cautious. They did last week because Patrick Mahomes wanted to play, and the, the, the team is who held him out. So what do we think about how the Chiefs performed in the first game they have played since Mahomes became a starter without Mahomes? Matt Moore stepped in. He um, had some decent numbers, 24-36 for 267 yards. I think we said after the game in the Facebook Live uh, at, at Arrowhead that it was, it was almost Alex Smithian in, mm-hmm. in performance. The, the, the numbers, the game management. Um, Sam, was it an acceptable performance and can the Chiefs you know, survive uh, you know, another week or two, or at least a week, let's say, with, yeah. with the Matt Moore's their guy? I mean, acceptable for Matt Moore, I think for sure. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Does it give the Chiefs expect... a chance to, uh, can they win? Yeah, the, the Packers are one of the best teams in football, and they, they played them within a touchdown. Uh, you know, and that, that McCoy fumble was just a killer. Yeah. And then followed up by the Aaron Rodgers magic trick touchdown in, in the back of the end zone. Uh, wasn't good enough to win, you know, and, and, you know, the Chiefs, judging the Chiefs on whether they can get into the playoffs, those days are seven years old now, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> this is about advancing. It, you know, it wasn't good enough to beat a good team, which means it wasn't good enough. But it's hard to watch that game and, and, and know the context of, you know, Frank Clark, Chris Jones. We're focused on the quarterback, and for good reason. But Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Eric Fisher, uh, who, Kendall Fuller. Wiley was out. Well, maybe Wiley. or Laurent Duvernay-Tardif now. Yeah, for so. half the game. And, and uh, Bashar Breeland missed some of that game. Mm-hmm. It, you know, watching that game with all that context against that team, it, it's hard to be discouraged. But still, wasn't good enough to win. Um, I, to your point, I'll pick up with that first. I mean, I think by the end, eight, eight starters down, right, um, total. And uh, that, that's pretty tough to put in context. I, I liked how he played. Um, I think if there aren't two just outright drops, and maybe if Tyree Kill pulls that ball out that we've seen him kind of pull out before. It, was, it wasn't a on good, the deep ball. On the deep ball. It wasn't a great pass, but, but we've seen him make that kind of catch before. And we're looking at him a little differently. And I, I keep thinking, yeah, first start in, you know, almost two years, that, that, that's, that's kind of a, at least a rust scraper. Um, I'd expect him to play a little, a little better this week, uh, at least as far as his own uh, uh, aspects of it are concerned. It depends a little bit on how the Vikings play um, and well, how those around him play. And, and Moore actually said uh, yesterday that that was the throw we wish he had back, that he thought he underthrew yeah. Tyreek a little bit. He did underthrow him. He did, yeah. What about, what about these injuries? I mean, that's... Um, the, 
I, I mentioned this Saturday or, or Sunday that this is the most injured I could ever remember the Chiefs being in the Andy Reid era. I mean, they, it's a little difficult to expect this next man up, you know, philosophy to, you know, to, for the Chiefs to be able to just pick up and go with, as Vahe said, eight, you know, eight starters at one point being out of the game. And now we get news that Dustin Colquitt, you know, was hurt. They signed Jack Fox this week. But Colquitt did practice yesterday, right? So, Herbie, just kind of break down the injuries right now, where everybody is, and who might have the best chance of coming back to the lineup on Sunday? There are a lot of injuries, as this team panel here has mentioned. But I think the, the, the folks who have a good chance to come back, Andrew Wiley, obviously. Um, so he should be back at left guard because he put in a full practice Wednesday. Chris Jones returned to practice for the first time since suffering the groin injury against the Colts. He was limited, so he, but he's trending up. I'm a little concerned about Frank Clark, and I specifically asked Andy Reid yesterday, is this a week-by-week deal or a day-by-day deal? And he says day-by-day, but of course Chiefs fans, when they hear day-by-day, the first thing they think of is Eric Berry was day-by-day, and it took him like 13 months to come back. So he's a a major concern there. But of all those injuries there, Duvernay Tardif and, and the rest of the folks that we mentioned here, they didn't practice yesterday. Eric Fisher was a surprise to me because he did return last week, but then he didn't practice Friday and didn't practice Wednesday. So now we're wondering, do you aggravate anything there? And, and now that sets him back. So the, the, way too many injuries. The next man up mentality is, is the model around the National Football League, but I think you can survive if it's one or two or three guys at a minimum, but eight, nine starters at a shot, that's, that's a lot to overcome. And especially if three of them are on the offensive line, too. That's, that's a killer for I mean, with Matt Moore at quarterback and um, LaShawn McCoy fumbling, you know, they're, not, they're just not they're, – they're, the injuries are one thing, and uh, performance was – I thought performance was okay, uh, you know, offensively against the Packers. But we've, we've mentioned it here. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings this week. I think the Vikings right now might be better than the Packers. Um, top 10 in, in all these measurable categories, you know, defensive yards allowed, uh, rushing, passing, and then top 10 in passing and rushing. This is a good Minnesota team coming in that they can hurt the Chiefs where they're most vulnerable to. I, you know, and that's a good point because I think when you look at the schedule right now, the Minnesota Vikings to me are the most complete team the Chiefs will have faced entering week nine. As Blair mentioned here, they are top 10 in a lot of areas, but they're also top five in two key areas, total defense and total offense. And so what I think what you're going to see a lot of, and the biggest issue for the Chiefs coming into this game, is how in the world do you stop Dalvin Cook, that stud running back for the Vikings? He leads the league in total yards from scrimmage. He leads the league uh, yards rushing. And Aaron Jones, you saw what he did last week, and I kind of mentioned this on the Facebook Live after uh, Sunday's game. It, it seems like the, the Chiefs are now all of a sudden back to where we started they can't stop the run, and they can't stop an opposing running back. So I, I, Cook is in line, I think, for a big game. This is kind of a linebacker issue, isn't it, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, seen that story, right? Yep. Um, Written that story. Yes, <laughs> a few times. Uh, talked about that story on the, on the show. Yeah. Um, it, it's Maybe I'm just being a parrot here, but like, it's just a really rotten matchup. You know, a lot of the ways that the Chiefs can be hurt are the ways that the Vikings can't hurt. Uh, the, the one thing they don't have is like a super dynamic quarterback. I mean, Kirk Cousins is fine. Been good for the last you know, four games. He has. Uh, he's got a big arm. He, I mean, he, can, he yep. can make, you know, but still more of a distributor. Uh, but they also, their backup running back's really good. The offensive line creates holes. They've got receiver. Like, I think Steph Diggs is one of the best. I, I, 
I think he's kind of underrated. And I think yeah. people think he's a good player, but he's incredible. I think uh, the, the defense is physical. I mean, they, they just they've got a lot to hurt the Chiefs with. And Adam Thielen may be back this week. The yeah. wide receivers had a hamstring injury. So, okay. So if we were breaking down Chiefs Vikings and we were putting you know checks and boxes about advantages for uh, various aspects, you know, when we got to the intangibles, we would always check you know home team Chiefs, right? Yeah. Home team. Sam is working on a story this week about, um, I don't know if we can check that box now. What is going on with the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium? Why has it suddenly become, you know, not the the advantage it has always seemed to have been? Yeah, um, it's kind of a trend really across the NFL. I mean, this year the road teams have a winning record against home teams. That's that's despite last week the home teams went 11-4 and against the road teams last week. But Arrowhead, I mean, Chiefs have lost five of eight, if you include the playoff game against the Patriots. Uh, but this, is, this has been going on since Andy Reid was here in 2013. And usually, obviously, your, your home record is going to be better the better team you are. So you wonder if they're more trending towards this, this team that is what they are at home or if they're, they're as good as they are because how good they've been on the road. Because it's only a four-win four win difference between home and road since he got here. Uh, which is, I, I think, 7% better chance of winning at home than he has of winning on the road. And all the you go down the line of, of Chiefs coaches over the years, you know, Marty Schottenheimer was 60-20 and 20 at home <laughs> and 500 on the road. So, I mean, that's a 25% better chance of winning home games. Um, but really over the years, and I actually t- talked to um, so some of the odds makers that set the lines about how different is it now based on how you set it at home versus how you used to give the home field advantage, and, and it is a lot different. Um, and they attribute most to officiating. The home team used to have the benefit of the whistle, and now with replay, um, more cameras, just just more eyes on all the games, you don't get the benefit of the whistle as much at home. You know, it's you want to say that crowd noise is a factor, and perhaps it is on a down here or there, but. Overall, I think that's a bit of a myth. And so I think that's really sort of just leveled the playing field, whether or not you're playing at home on the road. This year also, real quick, it's, it's worth noting that just this year, because as Sam just mentioned, this is not a this year thing overall. Right. Um, but just this year, they played much better teams at home than they have on the So road. far, they have, sure. yeah, right? They, um, they haven't gone through most of the, they haven't played any of the AFC West teams at home yet, have they? Not Chargers, no, Broncos, or Raiders, um, right? No, but, right. So, so like that's that, Factors into the overall record. When you look at the fact they're four and zero on the road and one and three at home, but um, you know there, there's webs, you know, like Football Outsiders, and I know you look at that as well with their DVOA. That, that they factor in opponent and quality, and the Chiefs, I think, are fourth worst defense when, when all that stuff is factored in at home, and they have the third best defense on the road when all that stuff is factored in. So they're they're playing better on the road as well. It's not just the opponent and. Um, th- there's something else going on there. And, and part of it is because they prepare well for the road teams. And, you know, travel's become easier these days in the NFL. These are more business-like trips than they are, um, you know, sort of difficult places to get to. Everyone's got chartered flights. So I think that factors into it a little bit as well. But I think they're probably asking themselves that question right now as well. What is the difference between why you can perform like this on the road versus why are you not matching that at home? I don't know if this is a factor at all, but, but it was pretty notable that it, it was not uh, um, overwhelmingly Chiefs fans uh, at the game the other night even, too. I mean, Packers uh, gained access. Uh, and and I, I, the, the, the takeaway from the end of that game was the chance of go, Pack, go. 
you know, at the Arrowhead. Beginning of the game too. Then. Beginning <laughs> yeah. of the game too. Yeah. Yeah. Bookended uh, the game. Well, I, so just the numbers: the Chiefs are one and three, right? One and three at home, four and zero oh on yeah. the road this year. And as you said, lost five of their last eight home games going back to last year. It started with that loss to the Chargers on uh, on that primetime game. And um, and then if you include the playoffs, the Patriots lost, right. and then, then the other ones this year. The, the and you said the one of you guys said you know factor in the opponents. Well, I do factor in the opponents, and something that I think is a little concerning is the Chiefs were two and four against playoff teams last season, right? Um, one of those losses was at home against the Chargers at the end, but they were two and four against playoff teams in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. This year, if the if the season were to end here at the midpoint after eight games, um, the, the the six playoff teams would be the Patriots, the Colts as the two seed, the Ravens as the three, Chiefs would be the four, Bills and then Texans as the two wildcard teams. And the Chiefs are one and two against those teams with the Patriots still left on, on Pack, the schedule. Packers are a playoff team. Packers as well. are a playoff team, that's right. Um, and so are the Vikings. So one and four against one and three. One and what three. Going into this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. And th- I'm sorry. One and one and three after the Packers, looming. Know your prediction. That's right. <laughs> 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 the prediction in there. Um, but I'm. You know. Look. There's, Matt Moore's been the quarterback for one of them. But but that's not a. You know. That, that's not a heartwarming stat, is it? To have that kind of record against, you know, playoff or potential playoff teams and the. They take care of AFC West, right? And those teams you know, have been under 500, and they've taken care of the Cleveland Browns, you know, but they're not taking care of playoff teams. Well, one of the, I mean, they did beat Denver on a, that Thursday night game, but one of the, the, the trends that people pointed out in the Patrick Mahomes era is his record at night. Well, that's partly because the games at night are against better teams, is it not? More, more than the lights. It is, primetime games. But also the, the fact that they lose those games, I mean... Um, I, I just think it really dispels the, the noise or the decibel level of the crowd being a huge factor in a game because the primetime games draw out the biggest, the loudest crowds at yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. Those are the games we're losing. All right. Yeah. No, no, theories, uh, no theories on this? Are the Chiefs just not a, you know? I, the reason I think about it is playoff teams are who you have to beat <laughs> the playoffs. Sure. And can the Chiefs beat two or three of those teams in two or three weeks? With you know, yeah. and maybe look, maybe maybe we have to separate the years. Last year was first year of Mahomes as a starter. This year they're dealing with all kinds of injuries, and if everybody's back healthy by the end of the year, maybe this is a really dangerous team at the end of the year. It's it's definitely a dangerous team if they're healthy. But like, uh, one thing like. The Patriots this year are probably 0 and 0 against playoff teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, there's, Actually, they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> no, one, of the ten, like, one of the ten easiest schedules <coughs> remaining. Too. Yeah, right. I actually uh, uh, somebody showed me a number yesterday. The, the Bills, the, the, the Bills opponents' records, it, it was something like 12 and 36 or something like that this year, or four, 14. It was 14, and six of those wins were by the Bills. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, so I'm curious what everybody's record is against a playoff team. Last year, um, they were at closer to full strength, uh, maybe at full strength. They were pretty healthy last year, weren't they? But anyway, um, they lost, you know, that Rams game was wild, could have gone either way. I won't go through the whole thing, but Seattle was the one game where it was like better team won. Mm-hmm. When, you know what I mean? Like the, that Chargers game at the end. Yeah, that was a coin flip. Yeah, last Although it's play. not 
Doesn't become a coin flip when Gronk is split wide against Shaw. <laughs> Josh Shaw. <laughs> uh, that, that becomes less of a coin flip. But, uh, you know, and this year, like, you just, like, Matt Moore. I'm, I'm curious if the Chiefs and the Packers played at full strength. You know, I'm not saying the Chiefs would definitely win, but I'm, yeah. I'd be curious to see that game. And, and you know, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, right? Like, I expect them to lose Sunday. And that, that would be with Matt Moore. You know, there's just, there's some things that you got to take into account. Now, uh, I'm sorry, no. but... They should be closer to full strength unless they get more new injuries December 8th in Foxborough. Should be. You, should be. You brought this up, and I just just wanted to, I guess, double down or amplify the point. I mean, each each season is its own dynamic, right? And, and yeah. so we do attach that stuff from last year, but, but even just looking at the injuries this year, and not just the injuries, but the expectation of all these people coming back, um, the notion, you know, we've been sort of pointing toward midseason is around the time you thought the defense might kind of start to get it. Maybe it hasn't quite, but it also hasn't been at a full complement. So I feel like we're still, you know, coming to see what this team really has and is. And obviously it will be defined by the playoffs, but I think we don't quite fully know what its real capacity is. I think you're right. I, I agree. Hey, let, let's tackle one more topic before we get to where the rubber meets the road, because we have multiple uh, rubber meets the road uh, questions to get to this year, uh, this, this, uh, on this day. Um, the defense played great against Denver, right? Uh, and Denver is, you know, an inferior team. Uh, had moments against the Packers. Uh, five sacks, I believe, given the team 14 sacks in the last two games. So we were pretty critical of this defense through, you know, the first four, five, six games. Um, they've, had a, they've had moments in each of the last two. I've sensed something a little different about this defense. A little more attacking, a little risk-taking. Um, sacks alone suggest that. Um, is this defense starting to maybe get an identity? And is this the right identity for this defense, Derby? I'm going to go with what Sam says. If, if we're talking about an identity, then they have an identity problem at the linebacker position because <laughs> they're just giving up entirely too much, too many big plays out there. And I think when Aaron Jones exploits the linebacker course inability to cover a running back out of the backfield, that's going to be huge. Like and on, going down like the, on road. the final play that clinched the game for him. Correct. And, and if you remember after the Denver game, because when they did a phenomenal job against Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, I said, this is, okay, here's your one shot here. It, once it's a fluke, twice or more is a habit. And we're back to being, it being a habit of an inability to stop the run. And the win in the National Football League, you have to be able to stop the run and turn a team into a one-dimensional attack. And I, I don't think that's going to happen against Minnesota. I just, I just don't. I think Minnesota, I'm, I'm spoiler alert, like Sam says, I also think the Chiefs are going to lose this game. Okay, so let's, let's get to it. Uh, where the rubber meets the road. And let's, let's get our prediction out of the way first. Is everybody picking, if Matt Moore's the quarterback, everybody going Minnesota this week? I, I, think, I, think, I, I, think, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Okay, Sam, I'm going to be. I'm going to go contrarian with Sam. Also, I feel like just because I really think the Vikings are going to win, I'm going to say the Chiefs. Okay, very good. I like that. We'll split uh, split decision here. Hello, you're you're the so tiebreaker. Yeah, I, 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 I say the Vikings. But, but your, your logic in picking the Chiefs is that I'm usually the Vikings. <laughs> I like it. If I, I predict poorly, right. and since my instinct says Vikings, let's go Chiefs. If everything you do is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. 
Really, really playing both sides there, huh? All right, so where the rubber meets the road, this is the time where we usually uh, identify the player we think will have a big game or needs to have a big game or uh, in, in this week's game, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue to do that. But we have uh, some other questions on where the rubber meets the road. This is the halfway point of the season for the Chiefs, right? They're five and three, eight games to go. So I want you all to also give us who the Chiefs' first half non-Mahomes player of the year is. Could go offense, defense. So, so first half player of the year. What the Chiefs' record's going to be in the second half of the season. It's eight games, give us a, give us a uh, record. And your favorite Halloween candy. Uh, so I will remind you when we go through this. <laughs> yeah, can you uh, write it down? I, I've lost I have track it here. down because I would, <laughs> I would never have remembered all of this. But let's start, Herbie, because, uh, because I love starting with you on stuff like this. You've given this no thought at all. Um, <laughs> uh, player, uh, who, who's the, where the rubber meets the road, player who has to come up big for the Chiefs on Sunday. I'm going to go with rookie wide receiver Michael Hardman. I, I think when, when a guy only plays nine offensive snaps but has two catches for 55 yards and a touchdown on two targets against the Packers, you got to find a way to consistently get this guy in the game. Put it this way, in, in, against the Packers in the first half, they had five explosive plays, which is typically defined by 20 or more yards. He had two of them. So how in the world he disappeared in the second half is perplexing. To his credit, though, he's not... He's not frustrated at all. I talked to him on Wednesday, and he's basically said he's being patient. But I think if the Chiefs go back and look at that tape and find a way to get him involved against the Vikings, maybe they have a shot there. All right. First half Chiefs player of the year, non-Mahomes division. I'm at a disadvantage here because I joined the beat in week four. <laughs> Where were you before this? I was in New Orleans. Oh, covering almost things. made it through. <laughs> so, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. No, 20, 27 minutes uh, oh, into... Oh, wow. Let me see here. So, in three games, who jumps out to me? It's actually a really tough question. You know, this is going to be kind of crazy if I say this, but I am going to say I'm, I'm going to Mitchell Schwartz. I'll say Mitchell Schwartz. Okay. Because I, I enjoy the, the three games I've covered since being back on the Chiefs beat. He shut down J.J. Watt, or contributed to shutting down J.J. Watt, and then turns right around and shuts down Von Miller. And those are two elite pass rushers. And of course, we know Schwartz isn't all pro anyway, but I'm gonna go with Schwartz. I like that, I like that call. Okay, second half record for the Chiefs, eight game record. Let's, let's, let's put Mahomes back, not this week, but following week against the Titans. I said a couple days ago, I think the Chiefs finish at 10 and six, so I'll go with five and three. Okay, very good. All right, Sam McDowell. Where okay. the rubber hold on, hold on, favorite candy. Oh, I'm sorry. See, look at that, I remembered it. Candy corn. You can't go wrong. Oh with candy my corn. God. Bruh. Dear God. <laughs> what? Can we be my shut down? <laughs> candy corn. What's that wrong was with candy corn? Four man. Oh, jeez. Beth, can we on mic him? <laughs> Shameful. And oh. he made sure to get that one in. Yes. So yeah, candy corn. I'm at a lot of levels. Jeez. It just throws every, everything was, off. That was an insta react out of us, <laughs> the four of us. That was amazing. All right, Sam McDowell, who, who has to come up big for the Chiefs this week? Uh, this, who has to come up big? I think you're going to have to pick a linebacker. I think Damian Wilson's going to have to have a big game. And I actually think Damian Wilson got a little bit of a bad rap based on the fact that they gave up so much in the passing game last week. And I know he was lumped into the stat that Sam mentioned after the game as far as their Linebackers were 11 for 11. Rodgers was 11 for 11 going after the linebackers, but I thought most of that came against Hitchens and Ben Neiman, and then yeah. Wilson sort of got lumped into that. I thought he had a pretty decent first half and not that bad of a game overall, and I think um, 
if you're picking somebody that has to have a big day, Herbie mentioned earlier with Dal- Dalvin Cook, so he's, that's the matchup I think is going to be big for the Chiefs. They're going to have to at least come out break even on that matchup. Okay, uh, first half, non-Mahomes player of the year. Um, I like the Mitchell Schwartz pick. Uh, that was, that but, was a good pick. But I, I think the guy that maybe has played most above expectations, if I can sort of frame it that way, has been Juan Thornhill. Um, I think as a rookie, he's been he's come along more quickly than I expected. First few weeks were a little bit rough for him, but he's been really, really good over the past three or four. I think that's one of the reasons their, their defense has played a lot better over the, the last two weeks. Okay, very good. All right, uh, second half record for the Chiefs. Since I think they're going to win this week, that's probably the difference between um, uh, five and three and six and two. So I think six and two. Okay, so 11 and five finish for um, for Sam McDowell. And... Um, Favorite candy? Halloween candy. Huh. Let's see. You know, the Starburst packs, if you get the red and pink only, is pretty clutch. <laughs> if you're stuck with the yellow and orange, then you've got to go with a different choice. Um, so I'm going to say Reese's. Reese's. It's hard to beat Reese's. Oh, that was Reese's. He, he, excellent he, like, breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, we're back at even. Now. <laughs> he likes none of my cheese picks, but likes my candy breakdown. <laughs> All right, Vahe, where the rubber meets the road. Well, it's got to be Tyron Matthew, and this is the week for that pick six that we predict every week. Um, I, I, but I think uh, if he has a big game and does something really. Uh, like that, um, it, it's it's what tilts the uh, tilts the balance of the game to what Sam McDowell and I correctly believe will be a, a Chiefs win. Okay, uh, first half Chiefs Player of the Year. I want to say this first on that question. I think it's really telling that this is a tough question to answer. It, it is. I, when I when I thought about it last night, I, I thought God, there's there's a few guys, but but nobody who would you would consider having an All Pro season outside of right. You know, and and, and I don't. And Mitchell Schwartz, it, yes, that's I mean, a good call. It, but really, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't have thought of Mitchell Schwartz until Herbie said it, but I feel like he's like about the only guy you can think of that has been sort of outstanding across the board for the reasons Herbie pointed out. There have been other guys who've had moments. Um, I mean, Kelsey's had moments, Tyree Kill's had moments, but not many. Um, so well, that's I, because their stars are the guys who, who are out. The, the, those and are the guys out. we just listed it's, on the injury yeah. report. The guys you would expect to make Pro Bowl, have Pro Bowl seasons, the guys that aren't in the lineup. I, I, I like your reasoning on Juan Thornhill, but, I, but I, I'll go with Mitchell Schwartz, too, just because I, I can't think of anybody else that really fits right for me on that. R.J. Weaver agrees with you, says the first half player of the year is Juan Thornhill. Okay. Stunt guy, R.J., thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second half record. Um, I like 6-2 and two also. I, I, uh, I'm not you know, a Sam McDowell clone, even though I try to be, but I, I, do, I do agree with him on that. You've agreed with everything with him so far. Yeah, I tried to say it first, so that it sounds like I'm a, I, he's agreeing with me, but yeah. I'm going to enjoy this because I imagine you're going to go old school on the Halloween candy. It's a very interesting question to me. Um, you know, I've had, I guess, is, is this old school, the last 20 years or so, Sour Patch Kids have kind of come wow. into my view screen. I really like Sour Patch Kids. I did not expect kids, that answer. But... I expected you as an almond joy kind of guy. But <laughs> it's, it, it comes down to Heath Bar, which I just had a, a little... Heath? Uh, a little moment with the last week, couple yeah, days yeah. Uh, our, our friend been, Lisa Lopez has been putting them in the jar yeah the she's had, and just a little little Heath bar a little goes a long way with the dentist because um, <laughs> that, that's tough on the teeth but it's the Heath bar very good that is old school that's some old school candy right there old, old man school. football <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, Sam, uh, where the rubber meets the road, who's going to have to play well? Um, oh, tonight, or on yeah, Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. Um, sorry. That's okay. No, no, it's <laughs> Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> I, I was locked in on the other side. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, um, a bounce-back kind of effort, sort of like how everybody was, and not everybody else, like us too, <laughs> dumping on the Chiefs defense going into that Denver game, and they kind of had a screw-you kind of performance. I think Anthony Hitchens is in that okay. in that category right now. All right, uh, uh, MVP. For, yeah, first half MVP. I think Sam McDowell stole mine, uh, Juan Thornhill. So since he did that, um, and I think that, look, like over and over and over and over and over again last year, we talked, or at least I talked about, like how the safeties were just rotten and they were just exposing everything else. And he's been the biggest reason for that. Like the, the cornerbacks have looked. So he, he stole Juan Thornhill. So I will go down a little bit and just say uh, Charvarius Ward. I think has really come on. He hasn't been the MVP, but he's really come on the last few weeks. He's shown a lot more confidence. He's playing deep ball. He's the ball skills are starting to develop a little bit. Uh, I, I think his arrow is pointing up, as as they would say. Okay. Six and two. Second half record. Yep. They're going to lose Sunday, and they're going to lose in Foxborough, and they're going to win the rest, win the rest of them. Of them. And they're going to be eleven and five. And if the Ravens beat the Texans at home, and those teams finish eleven and five, the Chiefs would have the number two seed based on tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. <laughs> What else do you need? Refrigerated Snickers. Refrigerated? You gotta put it in the refrigerator <laughs> so it's a little bit cold. <laughs> so, so when the kids knock on your door, you have to say, hold on, I'm gonna run to the refrigerator and get this. No, they get warm. That's for him. Or you can put them outside tonight. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, refrigerated. It just it adds a little bit of, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's good. Try it. Freezer's too much. For a Snickers, for sure. You yeah, end up yeah. like you, biting you, with your molars. You can put like a, a Nestle's bar or something, pretty thin yeah. chocolate in you the know freezer. What's, you know what's great in the freezer? Uh, it's an Overlook candy bar. Uh, my mom turned me onto it. It's the Score Bar, S-K-O-R. Oh, I remember the Score Bar. You put one of those bad boys in the freezer. Give it a few hours and it's it's pretty solid. What, what's what's being handed out at the, in the, from the Mellinger household tonight? Uh, we got like a few of those. <laughs> we got a few of those like big ass like Costco, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'll steal the Snickers out of there, and then <laughs> York peppermint patties like are we just going out like immediately. All right. So I guess it's me, right? Uh, yeah. Where the rubber meets the road, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. The, um, the the one vulnerability on the Vikings defense is the cornerback. They um, uh, Rhodes isn't playing well. It's not this had a year. great year. No. Not had a good year. So I think they, 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 there's an opportunity for the Chiefs to exploit that position. The first half MB uh, uh, the, or the, the non Mahomes Player of the Year. Uh, I'm going to say Teran Matthew. I, I think he's been a little underrated, underappreciated. Yep. Uh, I think he brings more to the team than just the skills on the field. I think he's a great locker room guy. Yeah. He's become the defensive spokesman, right? yeah. kind of the yeah. go-to guy in the yeah. in the locker room for that. I totally agree. I, I think we're all on the same page on second half uh, record, either five and three or, or or six and two. I'm with Sam on this. Uh, I, I, got, I got him losing Sunday, uh, losing to the Patriots, winning all the other games. They'll certainly be favored in all the other games. And I think yeah. they'll. Uh, are they who, who's favored this week? Minnesota. It's, okay. Two and a half. Because it has just been established in Vegas that uh, Moore would be the. Yeah, there's some. There's actually some sports books that do have it off though, right? Yeah, now, yeah, so. still off. So, um, Halloween candy. I got a lot of. Them. I, I do, but I'm, I'm going to give you a little upset on the Halloween candy. Um, you guys remember uh, Mike and Ike's? Yeah. 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 
I'm going Mike and Ike. You can still get him in the movie theater. That's, that's the only place I see him, really, yeah. is in yeah. the movie theater. So it's sort of sort of my just favorite candy yeah. versus Halloween candy. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. Bravo, um, man. It's it's a little different. It's a little old school. What did it edge out? Um, ch- chocolatey sort of things. Yeah. I, I like the Milky Way. I, I think for the Halloween candy, the bite-sized Milky Way is, is what I enjoy. And those are good cold as well in the refrigerator. In the freezer right now, we do have some uh, um, uh, uh, Hershey's bars. Uh, I like the Hershey's yeah. bars. They're, they're, yeah. they're thin, and you can, almonds or plain, you can get those um, either way in the freezer. So, are you, what are you guys giving out? To, are you giving out broccoli or something? <laughs> <laughs> Well, chocolate-covered broccoli, okay. right? Candy-coated broccoli, uh, as per usual. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm turning anything my porch light off because if you give that away, anything, your house will get anything but the candy next day corn. If you're giving away that trash. And I don't imagine you're giving anything away, Herbie. Right? No, my my porch light is off, and I'm making sure all my front lights are off so no one knocks on my door. You're serving, Sorry, kids. You're gonna serve fruitcake at the Halloween or at the uh, Christmas party? Yeah, I'll bring fruitcake to the Christmas party. Okay. Candy corn for fruitcake. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, Thank you guys very much for for joining us. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.